We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. Okay, we are here. Okay, okay. Take two. Okay, take two. We are here live in Ocean County yeah. with the Julia Scotty. Thank you so much for joining oh, me this today. Is great. This is wonderful. Right. How are you? Actually, <laughs> I think we're going to just sort of swap hey, down. It vibrates it. too. It's not supposed <laughs> to do that. It vibrates and has a reservoir too. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so thankful to have you here. Oh, today. I'm so great to be here. Uh, Julia Scotty, as many people know, and many, many of the listeners might not know, she uh, was. The, I want to get this. Nobody the, ever gets it right. The first. Openly trans comedian oh, that on part national right. yeah. television. I believe it's so, yeah. I mean, a national as network. As far as I know. I mean, openly. I mean, there may be, you know. Well, she count Caitlin, but. But not, well. She's that a, a com- comedian of she, She's a comedian by accident. <laughs> she's like a comedian that fell off the truck. Yeah. <laughs> she came off the, she fell I, off the uh, truck from Neiman Marcus. Yeah, it's true. I think a professional comedian. I think I am the first in, in I'm sorry. Time. I think the term is intentional comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think I'm the first primetime one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which was so exciting because I remember, God, like only well, that was just last year. I feel like uh, ten uh, years have gone by. So like, like it was some, only last year. It was only last year. But like a year before, we were in the basement of uh, some, some church, church with like used furniture for the Isn't audience that, seating, and yet. They were they were just the most wonderful yeah. crowd. Well, Highland Park is this is this yeah. like I don't know they're like the the Vermont of New Jersey or something. It's this utopian world. It, it Everyone really is. is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and we were doing some fundraiser for I think it was gay homeless or LGBT. Yeah, I think so. Something. I, who I mean, it was. I felt like we were in a shelter in the basement. Wait, that's what it was, and it was <clears throat> it was. I know we both walked in. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like there was like it looked like a legal daycare. There were all these yeah, toys exactly, in the back. They, yeah, they kids' toys, but they had good snacks. I remember right. that. They had good uh, snacks, hearty food, yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, and well worth the time. And a great audience. Yeah, they were fantastic. There weren't a lot of them. Right, but, but they were you, present. They were but, so conscious. Yeah. I remember you, you just destroyed the place. Oh, I'm my like, God, thank you. You were amazing. And it was the first time I met you, and I was like, I don't have to follow that son of a bitch. Look, he's, <laughs> how funny he's being. Stop being so funny. Come on. You're being modest. You you, you definitely bring it, Julia. No, you made me uh, work, though. You well, made me well, work. For... But I was, you know, I was, the, I was the fluffer. I got them ready, and then you you, were, you pounded. And they were nice and engorged. <laughs> right. Engorged. <laughs> comedically. Moist, right, right. Comedically, comedically moist, ready for them to be throttled. <laughs> and here's the being comedically engorged. Right. <laughs> now, Julia. Yeah. You. So there's little bits on... Uh, America's Got Talent that, you know, I'm trying to think of how like mainstream America received you because you came on as just, a, a you, know, you look like a comedian, comedian right. a granny in your little sweater. And was, because you, you, you didn't, you just talked about being elderly and mm-hmm. the humor around that and it was, which was hilarious. But did the, did the panel judges know in advance that you were going to come out as trans? Or no. Was, was there any setup for that? No. The producers... Wow. Producers knew. Yeah. And um, I I decided... You know, I still wasn't sure when I walked out there if I was going to do it. They left it up to me. Wow. So they said, okay, so you can come out or not, but do how's that going to... Wow. So you didn't know. They just kind of... It, they, they didn't lay, know if they, I was going to do it. In. I didn't know if I was going to do it. 
But I knew more. The only thing I did know was that I wanted to do the set first. Right. And right. be judged simply as a comedian. Right. And uh, it came that moment. You know, they knew I had a 10-year lapse. They didn't know why. And I could have just said because I was a teacher, which is what I was. Right, right, right. But, but there's another layer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. A teacher, a, special, a very specialized sort a really of transition. special kind there's of teacher. There's a transition of education. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of punches. So I got, I got to that point when Howie asked me why I was away. And, and you know how as comics we have that little conversation going on in our head right. while we're talking to the audience. Right. And I and you know there's two Julias in there like well what are you gonna do I don't know I don't know what do we do what do we do we took a meeting on it we're not sure, um, and then the next thing I, I I said at the last second to myself I may never get this chance again right and there are an awful lot of people out there hurting right who are going through this right so I'm old I have nothing to lose at the very worst my life is going to go back to the way it was before right. And so, but really, you're on the, you're on the. I mean, to me, you're in this like cosmic threshold. Like, there's this has never happened in the universe, <laughs> right? I mean, to me, I'm watching, going, I know it's gonna happen. Oh my god, it's happening! It's fucking happening! I mean, I know you're in your little sweater, and you have a little conversation. But to me, I'm watching, going, this is a paradigm shift because this has never been discussed. I mean, C Caitlyn Jenner, she represents her journey, but you're. You know, you're an, another person who's not coming from a Kardashian car crash paradigm. You're oh, funny. I didn't kill anyone. No. No, no. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. It was. I know. I, I feel like there's something that is valuable that can be discovered about you that couldn't happen with that whole reality Kardashian <clears throat> package. No, and I've been offered reality shows as a result of that. Right. And, and uh, a couple of them actually. Yeah. And I turned them down. Huh. Because it was always like you know like you get these idiots. Like, you know, they, they reach out, they go, hey, we got a great idea for a show. Really? <clears throat> What's, what do you, what, we thought it'd be like Tranny Granny. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. I know. It's you so, know? and it's everything so is all cartoonish. related. I'm like, you know what? No, no. Right. Because it's dangerous because then you become a cartoon. Exactly. And it's not, you're not, where's your humanity? You become another one no, of those realities. I've got a lot to say still. Right. You know? And, and the fact that I, the bulk of the clubs I work are, are, are mainstream clubs. I don't work. You would think that they would, you know, that I would do nothing but LGBT clubs. And right. uh, to be honest with you, I rarely get calls for that stuff. Really? Really? Uh, 95, 98% of what I do is <clears throat> mainstream gay, uh, straight clubs. But I think that's, that is a gift in itself. Because, I, I agree. Because you think of it, you're going to hit a lot more of the, of America that way. Than I agree. Just hitting the kind of the LGBT circuit. Well, the, you know, the thing of, the thing of it is, is that, you know, I, I, I sometimes kid around with audience members, especially straight men in my, in my, you know, when I'm doing a show and I've got to, it's okay. You can touch me. I'm not, it's not contagious, you know, <laughs> because they, I think a good, not a good percentage, not so much now, but in the beginning, um, people would come just as out of curiosity. Right. I was like elephant woman, you know. It's like you know, right, I'm not right. an animal, you know. I'm right. Transgender. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a transgender I'm a trans animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a homosexual Homo sapien. Right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so, but now uh, the funny willed out. You know, the funny came out on right. top. On top. Right. Thank God. You know, right. Uh, and and it's it's just been great. Well, also the material you did was just funny. It wasn't. Trans, right. trans, 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 trans. Right, because that, that gets old really quickly. Right. I, you know, in my normal show, 
I, I do talk about it because it's part of who I am, you know, and, and but it's only about, I don't know, seven minutes of my act. Right. The rest of it is, a, is like right now I'm working on a bit about road rage. Right. And how I think it's, you know. Oh, no, but it's trans road rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look at that cisgender <laughs> person of color driving that car. I'm, I'm all of a sudden driving, my, my estrogen kicks in and I want to kill someone. <laughs> You know, I want to kill my kill my kill someone and eat chocolate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, the, that's something. Every, and I and I've connected it to um, the piece is almost ready to be debut, but it's connected it to um, shopping in the supermarket. I think ninety percent of the road rage in America is caused by shopping in a supermarket. Uh, because if you don't want to kill somebody, once you come out of there, <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm working out the kinks. It's a really long complex piece yeah uh, yeah but it's it's certainly not trans-specific you know? right 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 um, and i know. think that's great because i yeah. think people see the human i mean i know for myself as a, as a i mean I, I can't hide that i'm brown or ambiguously ethnic but i don't necessarily <laughs> like <laughs> ambiguously ethnic well i always great. i always get these that's great i always I, get these auditions and i walk in and i say to the casting people like Okay, well now activate my ethnic ambiguity. You're welcome. Hiya, hola. <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there was an old actor who named Vito Scotti. He was from the, the 1960s, but you'd know him instantly. Right. And and he always well, played Italian guys. He this typical. Well, he's very Italian looking because right, he right. was. I see him in an episode of Bonanza, right. <laughs> Where they've got him dressed up as a Japanese samurai, stop and I'm like, it, stop, "Are you stop. fucking kidding me?" But you gotta look, you gotta put a picture of Vito Scotti up when you when you okay. put this all together because it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they do that kind. Of, but I love that ambiguously. Ethnic. Do you use that in your act? Uh, I guess I need. I have, you I should. That's a very I, funny. I always use it at every audition where I, where the description is ethnically ambiguous. I just walk in. Hey, I'm activating my ethnic. That's what I mean. They want to have like a wheel for you. You know, like <laughs> right, what, right. what do we need? A Malaysian. Uh, right, right. You know? <laughs> Malaysian, Middle Eastern, <laughs> Latino. Uh, not a terrorist, but threatening looking. Right. You know, exactly. Like, what, what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-threatening, yeah, yeah. possible terrorist, yeah. sleeper. Yeah. Lounger, a lounger terrorist. I don't no, know. The, or the kid who always sneaks in at the belly of the boat and, you know, right, runs right. up on the, on the shores and I don't know where I am. I'm so sorry, no speak English. I, I love you, America. <laughs> right, right. Don't send me home. The monsoon yeah. destroyed the village. <laughs> yeah, you I, must help my people. They, uh, they, I mean, I get typecast, you know, when I go up for stuff. It's always, it's always a grandma. It's always yeah, a, grandma, broadie. But when I, was, when I was with your tribe back in the day, I'd go up for audition. It was always the dad or the, you know, the uncle or the priest. And, you know, it was like, right, so right. we do get stereotyped. Right. You know? I mean, it's, you can't escape the, no, no but I, I will like, you know, and I do a bit, I just say when I, at some point I'll come out on the show and I'll just say something. And at some point the audience, my, everyone gets it. Not everyone gets when I say, if I say, and at age 14, I sat down and I came out to my parents and I'm like, I know some people are here like, I don't know, is that guy gay or just Asian? And I'm like, I'm gay Asian. <laughs> Welcome to America. Yeah, I remember that. I've seen yeah, because it. yeah. it's just it's just yeah. it's, it, but there's some people that still don't know. I mean, it's not that I don't feel don't like don't know I, that you're gay. Don't know that I'm Asian. No, oh. that, <laughs> no, but look at him, folks. Hello. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm riding in on a unicorn. But there are people that don't know that on the road. Right. They just they kind of see oh take out oh is he delivering? They don't know that I'm even a comic. Well, I'm going through this thing now, you know, discovering my roots because I never, you know, when I, it always used to bother me when I'd fill out an application, they'd ask your ethnicity, and it was always European, white, or whatever the hell it was, 
uh, Aleutian Island, or I don't Aleutian. know why that one's on there. Aleutian but, Island. Yeah, it's always, and I'm, and I never felt quite white, uh, and so I never felt like I belonged. And, and here's why, and it turns out I did my DNA, and I'm 20% Middle Eastern. Really? Yeah. I'm 73% uh, Greek Italian. Yeah. Uh, 2%, 3% Spanish. Oh, okay. And, Okay. And two percent Jewish, uh, which you know, like I was use that in my act. I'm two percent Jew, you know, the low fat milk of Jews. But, <laughs> but but not so heavy. Not so heavy with the milk. But the Asian part, I'm like now now what do I put on the thing? Right. <laughs> well, like I don't I don't really know. Right. Wait, right. I'm left handed. I don't really know. <laughs> Because you can't read my right-handed imaginary uh, right. Do you make yourself right with the right hand? I've been trying to do. I've been doing all these exercises with my head, not with my head. I mean, but uh, you know, because I'm getting older now, and it's like I still I couldn't I can't remember names and stuff like that. Wow. So I'm doing you know lots of puzzles. I'm learning to speak Italian. Oh, parli italiano. Yeah, un po'. Conoscia Babbo Natale. Conoscia Babbo. Do you know? Do you know Santa Claus? <laughs> I thought it was Christmas in Kenosha, folks. Christmas in Kenosha. I only know a few phrases. I've only been going for like three weeks now, but I've taken it online. Okay. But you know what's interesting? It's awakened this sort of ethnic pride in me again. Wow. Uh, I feel connected to, to, you know, um, like there was an earthquake in Ischia, the island of Ischia yesterday, and my grandfather's from Ischia, and I was like... And all of a sudden, I went full blow, you know, full bore. Oh, mono, me, me, familia, you know. <laughs> I don't know anybody over there, but <laughs> but you get to practice your oh! your chanting. But it's it's put me, in, you know, I want to go back. That's on my bucket list. I want to go back and spend a month there and just sort of Immer- be immersed in it. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I remember I, when I went to Italy. For, a friend of mine won this design contest. We were like eighteen. Are you Italian? Me? No. <laughs> Although my shop teacher in high school thought I was Italian because there was just yeah, you could pass. I could pass. You really? Could pass, yeah. Really? No. Yeah, you could. Well, well, he also used to make his own moonshine in the back of the classroom, oh, well, so he thought everyone looked up? Italian. In, in Illinois, in, outside oh, of Jesus. Chicago. Moonshine. But he, yeah, he was he. Well, he actually did die, die drunk driving. That's so. what you want a drunken shop teacher. Right, shop teacher with heavy equipment. Yeah, heavy he was already sauce. missing a and piece children. of his. He was already missing a piece of his finger. <laughs> it's a great cup, right? And he thought I was Italian, so you could tell he was really present. But uh, what was I talking about? No, but he thought, yeah, he thought I was Italian. What was the? What, how did shop I don't teacher? Know. I have I have no idea what the hell. Oh no! So yeah, so I went oh. to I was in Italy traveling with a friend. Oh right. Okay. And I only had like a, maybe like a, a month of Italian class under my belt, but I was all excited to go because uh-huh. he won this trip, so we went. And we're running around, and I re- I had we were we didn't sleep the night before. We were so excited. We didn't sleep on the plane. We ran around the whole time. So I had a sore throat because I hadn't slept. And Wait, I went, you get sore throats when you don't sleep. I don't know. I was exhausted. I, well, it's not code. Nothing happened. I was. say it was code. I'm just. <laughs> See, you're, you're know, like paranoid. I was just trying to make the connection with. I don't know. I didn't sleep for two days, and, and, and then I was just exhausted. Okay. Well, anyway, so we're running around. I needed a throat lozenge, but I didn't know the Italian By the way, that's word the for only throat time lozenge. In the last forty years, I've heard the word lozenge. <laughs> I, I, well, it I was desperate, I, desperate times. I didn't know what to do, so I went to every farmacia. And just so you know, when you go to Italy, no one at the farmacia speaks English. Right. So I'm like, because uh, it's Italy. Right. It's Italy. Yeah. It's not America. So I'm like, oh, uh, bisogno uh, mal uh, mal di gola. I have a bad throat. 
And so they kept giving me Listerine tablets because <laughs> I thought I had bad breath. they didn't give you Vicks. That's what right. Italians do with everybody. Right. They put they, Vicks on but them. But they kept thinking, I'm like, wow, ow, pain. And I didn't know the word uh-huh. in Italian. It was like two weeks. And then finally, at the end of the two weeks, I'm like, I discovered it was antisettici pergola. Antisettici pergola. It's, yeah. it's, that's a good Anesthetic for your I, throat. You know, but, I'm, it's interesting you say that because I found out I was doing uh, uh, you know, sentences yesterday and the word for um, speed is velocemente, velocemente, velocity. So there's a lot of words like that and a lot of and Spanish crossovers too. There's right, 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 same, right. But velocemente, not a great word to say. Wow. Velocemente. Tropo velocemente. It's so fast. Right? Every everything in Italian sounds like sex. It Allegro. doesn't matter what it is. Forte, forte, <laughs> fortissimo. Che cosa vorrei? Bere, bere, qualcosa. De la vino, de birra. I'm sorry, I, I'm practicing on you, <laughs> not on you. I mean, and the settici pergola, per favore. Throat lozenge, please. <laughs> I, well, now you know. And the guy in Italy said, lozenge, hey, I hey, haven't heard hey, lozenge in I got a lozenge. <laughs> What's a lozenge? <laughs> well, now you can Google everything. You can have an app. It's a easy. great word, though. Isn't it? It, sh- it deserves to be brought back. Right, right. It's, it's, we're bringing lozenge back. It'll be the new. Right. It'll be the new uh, Remember, it happened here. It yeah, started here. Yeah, we get, we get 10% on that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's, let's backtrack. So as a kid, you grew up in? Fairview, New Jersey. Okay, which is very uh, blue-collar. It's a. Uh, it was a town. It's a, it's right next to a town called North Bergen, right on the right along the Hudson River, okay. actually, basically on the top of the Palisades. And it's it was an immigrant town, uh, somewhere between poverty ridden and lower middle class. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of immigrants, first generation Italians, a lot of Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived uh, on three fifty nine Walker Street in Fairview, New Jersey. Oh, is it still there? Is it? Is it there is a little, still there. Is there a little sign now that says There's no Julia plaque Scotty there. There's formally? Sons of bitches, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's right across from St. John the Baptist Church. It was... Uh, wow. And you grew up Catholic? Um, yes. I mean, Italian. Uh, so. I grew up... Yeah, uh, you had to. Uh, right. But But my mother was... Uh, and my mother and father were divorced, so we were like... Uh, wow. Oh, disgrazia. Wow. Yeah, That's then, a big deal back oh then. Oh, my God. And yeah, we got kidding. It was That's so, like murdering kittens and children. Or and something. we lived across from a church. So, I mean, you know, the wow. eyes of Jesus were constantly looking over. And like, some nights you could you know, look out your window and... People are glaring. Jesus, Jesus is looking at you from the church. Right. And like, what are you looking at? <laughs> anyway, he didn't really. But, yeah, so right, that's right. where I grew up, Fairview. Um, yeah, and then so you grew up as, as you know, you're... Everyone identified you as a boy, and you identified... Well, the fact that I had a penis, I kind of identified <laughs> as a boy, too. In those days, In those they didn't days. have that language. It no. wasn't an option for anything other <laughs> no, than... No, they didn't. Right. Uh, what am I? What are you, stupid? That's what they would say to you. What are you, stupid? So, so did you have... When you were a kid, did you ask? Did you... Because you were... I, I remember reading, hearing an interview, you were like... I have. I can recall, like, you know, when I was... Bef- just before puberty, you know thinking I was a girl you know I had a sister an older sister who I adored but I would try her you know, I, just, I can't wait to get boobies like my sissy and, you know. right right uh, and then when that didn't happen uh, dun, 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 you know it was, uh, I kind of the neighborhood I grew up in you kind of had to you know right you can't show those kinds of things right you had to be tough 
it had to be tough. And I, I mean, I, I didn't know, really know how, I was to a degree, I wasn't like some of the kids in my neighborhood, you know, they just, you know, they'd walk up to you and just punch you in the face and keep going, you know, it's like, hello. <laughs> That's uh, hello, in, yeah, hello in an Italian neighborhood. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, uh, I, I always had to work because, you know, there was no, um, we were poor. And I worked in a bakery at 11 years old. I was shining shoes on Sunday morning outside the church. Oh, okay. And I did, I worked. You know, a lot. So I, it was always about be a man, be a man. You got to be a man. You got to you got to support the house. You be, you right. know, but but uh, and so I didn't really have time to think about it. Right, right. You, know? you had a lot of other pressure. I just knew that I didn't feel right. Yeah, something was. And not there was right. no, and there's no role models. You just saw men being men and women. Oh, right, I was surrounded no, women by women knowing their place. I mean, yeah, I was surrounded by my mother and my sister. The only, you know, um, yeah, and like. I can remember. Well, I, 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 you know, I once tried out for the football team, and that was a utter, utter disaster. Wow. You know. Uh, Were you doing because you wanted to? You felt pressure to. I kind of felt pressure because everyone was doing it. Yeah, I thought it would make me feel more manly. Right, and maybe fit in yeah. or be part of the well, club. Like, or... Yeah, I could be on a lesbian football team, but that's about. <laughs> that's about. Isn't it. lesbian football redundant? <laughs> <laughs> That's lesbian softball. Oh, sorry. Okay. Feel so, so sorry. My my uh, heterosexual normative oh, English not so good. You make a make, make a mistake. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's softball. <laughs> Step back, sister. Uh, she, uh, so yeah. So I I you know I tried, uh, but I like I wanted to play music. I wanted to be an actress actor. Sorry, uh, but most of all, I wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. Know? I was a musician for years. Oh, really? What'd you play? I was a drummer. Oh, yeah. okay. I was a jazz drummer. So, you know, I worked all the time. <laughs> well, I guess you weren't using, you weren't working the lesbian drum circles. No, the lesbian, <laughs> well, the lesbian drum circles hadn't been invented yet. Right, right. They were, they were just, uh, yeah. they were, uh, what were they? Spinster, spinster, spinster. circles. <laughs> spinster yes. strumming. My female, <laughs> my longtime companion, right. Barbara. Right. <laughs> Barbara. I always loved that code when when somebody would die, you know, and she survived by her longtime companion, Barbara. Right, right. They weren't all named Barbara. Right, right, right. They were all longtime yeah. companions yeah. by her roommate, her housemate. Her roommate of 37 years. <laughs> her 37 years, and they just could never pay that mortgage for the 10-bedroom ten-bedroom mansion with built-in drumming circle. <laughs> They built the deck themselves because they couldn't afford to get some of the her companion, Our living companion of 37 years. And we were just friends, like Nancy Culp. You know, that's how I knew I was not right. You remember Nancy Culp, Miss Hathaway? Oh, uh-huh. I had a thing for her. Uh-huh. And she used to be on a show with Bob Cummings called Love That Bob. And I just found her so hot. Right, and then I, you know, came to find out years later, every actress, almost every actress that I had a crush on, turned out to be a lesbian. <laughs> There's a tell right there, right? Uh, yeah, I found out later in later in life. Yeah, weird. So, huh? so wait, so now, are you a transgender female lesbian, or you just had for some reason? You it's just... complicated. Okay, like most of the time, I I preferred women before. Okay, I prefer women now. However. If Sam Elliott walked in the room, right. this interview is over, <laughs> and we're going we're going in another room. 
to make boingo boingo. <laughs> boingo boingo. And yeah. I, don't mean I think start. that's how your people say it. <laughs> my people. Boingo boingo. <laughs> my people. <laughs> the shameful contact with other people of the same or ambiguous gender <laughs> who did not go to medical school like I told them. What oh. was the Italian prime minister? He used to have the bongo bongo parties. Remember that guy? Uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Berlusconi, right? Uh, Ponga Ponga, was it? Something like I was like, so, I was so friggin' embarrassed. Please don't be Italian anymore, this guy. But yeah, the Ponga Ponga parties. Anyhow. Uh, so then, so it's, so when you, how did you, like, I guess in those days, you had to get married. So you met your wife. I wasn't pregnant. Well, actually, I met the first in a series of wives. So, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there was, it was a, it was, it was I had a, a trilogy. I, I had a, it was before Netflix, but I had five seasons exactly. of wives. Exactly. <laughs> no real, residual, just the real ex-wives of New Jersey. That right, was, right. I had three of them. Uh, I got married at 21 really just to spite my mother because she was insane. Just to what, get out of the house? It was sort of that, partially that, partially she, uh, she moved, she sold the house while I... <laughs> And I didn't know it. And I was seeing this girl at the time. Wait, she sold a house and you didn't, she you, you were living from, there? And you're like, we stop coming it. home? Well, no, she goes, you got two weeks to get out. I sold the house. I'm like, what? And actually, I went, you know, it was, it was almost like a Scooby-Doo. It was like, <laughs> why didn't she tell because you? Because she was crazy. She really wow. had yeah, she had a lot that's of like, you've been living there your whole life and now just get out? Yeah. Wow. She moved to Florida and bought a laundromat. And she just said, see ya? See ya. You got two weeks to get out. So... I, that's how I got married the first time. I was seeing this girl, moved in with her, and next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom. Wait, so you, and then you married her? Did you have a kid with her? No. Yeah, I had one child. Wow. I had two children with my next marriage, and the third one, actually it was two and a half times. The third one was annulled because when I was going Oh, because you meant a half a child and then what? They no, no, we had no children. They canceled that. halfway through the season of your third, <laughs> fourth child. Uh, I think we're going to write the kids out of this season. You know? <laughs> right. So we're just going to say there was a... Turn into a kitten. Yeah. We've got this ambiguously ethnic kid. He's a great actor. We'll bring him in. You could adopt him. He could be Italian or he That's might right. be Malaysian. He could be anything. Right. He could, could be a samurai. Right, right, right. Uh, this is called callbacks. We're doing We're doing callbacks. tags, yeah. We're doing callbacks. We're doing callbacks because we're professionals. <laughs> Professional comedians. So... You had so the first marriage you had a child. So at this point, were you in touch with those other those feelings? feelings? I thought I was gay. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong because and and this is like nineteen seventy four, seventy five. Okay, you know. Uh, so there was some of that in the in the oh there was always some of that. Air. Yeah, I, I almost you know I was on the verge of suicide because I thought I was gay. But because but every time I I would have an experience. For lack of a better word, I throw up. Huh? So an experience with with another man. Okay. It just doesn't wasn't happening for me. Okay. And so now I'm in this, you know, I'm in the horns of a dilemma. I mean, I I don't want either of these things. Right. And I don't know what's wrong with me. Right. You're sort of having a, a sexual Sophie's choice. I don't know. It, pretty much, it was like that, and uh, it wasn't until my third and final marriage that that it, she she's a wonderful woman. Uh, and I love her dearly to this day. She was, she's a therapist. She was a therapist. Oh, then. wow. And she helped me to move to where, you know. So how did, did you just say to her, I, I don't know. I was still having the issues of sexual identity at that, even into my, well, I was in my late 40s when that happened. And, right. And, uh, you know, I had this experience. It turned out tragically. 
and I and I and I was distraught over because I really thought that finally here's a guy I could get it, you know, and and she said, you know, it doesn't sound like you really want to be in love with a man. It just sounds like you want to be loved like a woman. She said you are a woman. And and it was wait. And your wife said this. Yeah, and my you know it's funny because my first wife had said the same thing. Really? And I just sloughed it off at the time. But your first wife said you want to be loved like a woman. She said I was a woman. Really? Yeah. Not, but like in apparently a, I was a, given off in a conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, not like uh, uh, you're a woman. You're no, a no, 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 no. I was uh, my second wife said it like that. <laughs> okay. But I was I was having people coming up to me after the show. Uh, Toward ju- just before I came, realized what the issue was, and they were asking me if I were gay, if I was gay, oh. and I, I said to my ex, third ex, "What are they seeing?" She goes, and she never had said this to me. She goes, "There's something very feminine about you." I know it's hard to believe to look at me because I'm not particularly femi. Right, right, right. But I guess, but the uh, it the was energy, vibe, there's an know? energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. Uh, that just compounded my, like, what the hell's wrong with me? Because people were asking me if I was wow. gay, and I was like... Because you're performing stand-up comedy as, yeah. a, as Rick Scotty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And what what was the stick you were doing? What was your set then that made them... I don't, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I think it it was just mannerisms. There was an aura or something. So it's not like you said, I'm making brunch for no. this dude. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I just was doing my act. Huh, but and there I, was some And I thought energy. I was doing, you know, well, that's the thing about the truth. Right. You know, you could. It's louder than whatever yeah, you're you saying. Yeah, you can shove it down as much as you want. And uh, eventually it's going to burble up. There's a word you don't hear very often. And ex- and, and Is that a gonna, trans language word? No, it's, it's a real word. <laughs> okay. My people use that <laughs> word. All, all people use that. <laughs> all people have access. There's no licensing on it. It's, it's public use. It's public. You can have that. Um,. Uh, so it it just it just it just came it I mean it just came and and when I say it it was like that that's how it actually happened when she said that so it clicked something all the other pieces about, in your head clicked something about the way she said it even though I had heard it from my first wife something about the way she said it it was like you know when they hit those domino things and they all oh, go no, kind of, it was yeah. just like that. Wow. Instantly, and I, the wow. I, the only thing I can liken it to is, um, you know, when Saint Paul uh, on the road to Damascus, and he, you know, and his and his eye, he suddenly loses sight, but then he gets his sight back. Same, it was the same thing, you know. I, I like you saw something you'd never. I seen. once was blind, but now I see, see that. Right, oh right. my God! It was suddenly every this veil had been lifted from, and I saw it, and I and I was used to talk about this blackness in my soul, and right. and all of a sudden. And that same moment, this light started to, I could see it, you know, in my mind's eye. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how old are you now? Like 48? I was 40, let's see, 48, 49. Oh, my God. Imagine. So yeah. this whole time there's been this yeah. thing, and then it, it like, the hologram, the, it, was it, becomes, joyous. it becomes high def. It you was suddenly, truly joyous. You can read and you can see what this yeah. thing has. This, this, the un, alleged, whatever, the, the hieroglyphics on the walls of your life right. are now making sense. You can it. read them. Yeah. And the, and the funny part was I had a reputation in my family and among my friends as being sort of s- sad all the time and angry. And, so, you know, before you didn't know me before, but I was. I was. Yeah, yeah. And the minute this came into being, you know, into my consciousness, I was like a different person. I mean, it was, wow. I was a, okay. but the, when I came out to everybody, 
um, they then became old me because oh. they're like, you're fucking crazy. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Idiot. It's just another one of your things. Somebody said... So now they have to do 47, right now, 47 years for them to have the epiphany. Friends, you know, they're going to be dead. Like, they're going to be dead before they finally get it. Davening in front of me. Right? But, but um, somebody said, one of my relatives said to me, well, you're just doing this for attention. I'm like, no, no, no. People go on the roof of a building with a high-powered rifle for attention. I'm getting my penis removed. That's, that's way more than attention. You know, that's just... <laughs> right. That's a real like no one's Instagram feeding that. You no. know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, someone might be. Like, but... Dude, look. Yeah. 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 Right. So, I knew it was right, and I never, I never for a second um, looked back. It never seemed like a wrong decision. It, it always was the right decision. Right. You know. But that's what I get. I mean. I mean, I, I don't know. Gift or the universe handed it you. It is. It is truly because a gift from for the like your third wife to be in a place to see you. I mean, that's such, that's so, I mean, to me, I feel like that's so loving that she really saw you. Well, I believe in that. I believe, you know, in the laws of attraction. Uh, I think you bring to your life what you want, you ask for. Right, to know? be, to, you know, whether it's conscious or not, it's like. Yeah, the universe doesn't, have, there's no good or bad, right or wrong in the universe. The universe, you just put it out there and go, I want uh, I want a pony, you know, and <laughs> as stupid as that seems, if you if you focus all your energy on bringing that pony to you, eventually you'll have a pony. Right, right. You know, right. There's, no, there's no time limit or anything like that. So, uh, you know, I prayed my entire life to be complete and whole uh. Uh, and feel good because I came from a rotten yeah. life, you know, yeah. as a kid. And, uh, and from that moment on, it's been just joyous, joyous, real internal peace. You know? Wow, so it's almost 20 years now. It's right? be 70, well, it was, uh, let's see, this is 2017. It was 15 years this past July 1st since my surgery and 17 years since I started this journey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Wow. It I'm, flew by. I, I just feel like as, I mean, I don't know if, it's not, like, I don't think people expect to marry someone and then have them out them as a trans person. You know, not out, but like help them discover this other journey that they've been on the whole time and not now. Like it's like a gateway. That must have been yeah. a different divorce yeah. than a traditional, I'm trans, get the fuck. You know, like, <laughs> well, I talk about it, you know, the, one, of, one of my other marriages, I came, you know, when I came out because we had children, it didn't go so well. And, uh, and it's, you know, we've since, because you have to remember, 17, 18 years ago, 17 years ago, nobody knew. Right. Nobody knew what this was no. about. So you, so you knew then something, and how did you tell your wife, the, the third, second wife then? Or the third wife was the one that really yeah, woke you up. Yeah, the second so one, I had to because we had kids. Yeah. So I had to come out to the kids, and that was the worst day of my life. I mean, the most right. painful day. Not the worst day, but the most painful day. Right. We didn't speak for many, many years. Wow. They were out of my life. Uh, not my choice. Uh, right, right. Uh, and it was heartbreaking. It was just, you know, you could, every Christmas or every birthday that passed. Right, and then you were like, who like, do I hang yeah. out with? I had to create Not even that. It was just, I missed them growing up. Right. Know, well, you spent all this time raising them, and now suddenly there's no contact. Right. But now we're back. We're all back together. How again. did, how did, what, what was the dovetail back in? What brought? I think they grew up, number one. They, you know, they, they were able to think independently. They both went to college. They were, 
Yeah, they were. They saw people who were different. If you want to use that term, I hate that term, but right, right, other, but not like them. Other, other. yeah. Um, you know, social media had put trans people more into the you know uh, into the spotlight. Right. And you know, we just gradually it was a very gradual thing. We just started to talk. Wow. But I'm just extremely blessed. Wow. So how was what was the first reach out that they made to you? Online, actually, instant message. I I would send them a birthday message. Yeah, you know, I was sending cards when they were little, and then when social media came around, I would. So you uh, would like Facebook friend them, or no? I would just send them a message and. Oh, like an email. Yeah, for for the first few years, they didn't respond at all. But you knew how did you get? Your, but someone knew their email. Yeah, I just well, you can look them up. They're oh, okay. Just, I mean, I know the names. They didn't go into cover. <laughs> I know the mother's maiden name. You know that kid looks familiar, <laughs> except for the name. Could be mine. So you would send them emails and they wouldn't respond. Right. But then eventually they sent you a note back saying, "Hey." Eventually, yeah. Uh, my daughter did. My my yeah. My middle daughter. How did. many years ago is that? I want to say maybe four, four or five years oh, okay. ago. Okay. Wow. And that was the uh, beginning of this. Yeah. And so what from email and then when did you see each other in person? Uh, but. Uh, three about a year after that. Okay, so yeah. like a year of just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. About three or four years ago, and and now my daughter is out, lives in L.A. Uh, she she just took a job with a major talent agency. <laughs> I swear to God, this is it's this so is the irony of this whole the thing. Irony the she's uh, she's uh, assistant to a, a producer uh, of an agent out there, and she's training to be an agent. My middle child, uh, my baby boy, uh, Dan, is a uh, aspiring comic <laughs> he's out in arizona now and he's doing stand-up out there he was he was doing it here but he got married yeah. and moved out there and he's doing it out there now and he's a writer yeah, uh, yeah. you know so I, you know there's a part of me that uh whenever i think about it i just i'm like muttly from the cartoons i just sit there and go <laughs> Oh my God! I haven't heard that since <laughs> I haven't heard that sound since shag carpeting in my baby's Really? Like I'm having a sensory flashback. Like I smell, I smell uh, menthols. I see <laughs> well, green. Me, I, uh, well, I maybe mean, no, but like I remember yeah. my babysitter. Like that was at the I time. I put Ben Gay under my arms <laughs> this morning, though. Uh, but I love that sound. It's one of my favorite sounds. The irony that your children now are—is it? It's like that in great? the genes. That's great. <laughs> And so everything's come full circle, and my life is wonderful. And now, I got, I got, my kids back. I got a, some TV finally after thirty-seven years. Right. Got this album coming out. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks. Wow. Uh, life is good. Uh, life is really, really good. Oh. It's all, you know, it's laws of attraction. You right. Bring to you. Which, right. You know what, what you want, what you, whatever you ask the universe for. No fucking pony though. <laughs> Were you? Did you want the? Pony? No, I don't want a pony. Okay. Please, I'm kidding about the pony. <laughs> Imagine. I don't. Yeah, go home. This whole herd of it's a pony grazing. Hey, speaking of ponies, I gotta tell you this because I was working on a bit about this too. Service animals. Do you know what the number one service animal is in in the in the country? Ponies. Service miniature horses. Really? I swear to God. How do you have a miniature service? Where do you take they're, the service horse? They're like horse? this big. They're like a Great Dane size, maybe. Yeah, you take it inside with you. 
But the um, they they yeah, a lot of blind people use huh miniature horses. Can you imagine bringing a horse into like TGI Fridays or something? <laughs> Howdy, partner. Yo, what can I get for your horse? <laughs> it's like a martini in a bag of oats. <laughs> That's your horse. You're just happy to see me. Oh, you are just happy to see me. Look at that. Boy, <laughs> Look that, at that. Wow. That's quite a thing there. Wow. No. Anyway, uh, I don't know <laughs> so, what the hell. So, oh, no, so I, I want to just rewind a little bit. So how did America's Got Talent happen? How Did, did your agents uh, you? No. I um, open call? Or? I had a manager at the time who I just adore, and her name is Kathy Caldwell. And we had been working, you know, just to try to, resuscitate you know my old career whatever what I had because I had a career before this one it took 10 years off and so she's uh, she's kind of a wonk who's like a techie wonk so she built this wonderful website for me and uh, you know and she was always updating it putting stuff, you know and, and I'm like oh look at that and you know she got way more excited than I did but one day we got an email from HET and they said would you like to audition Wow. We, you know, we saw your stuff. And and <laughs> I kind of admit I'd never watched the show before. And so I, I said, I don't know, to Kathy. I go, I don't know. What are you? Are you going to be on a talent show? And she's like, are you insane? I go, well, I'm not standing online for four hours, you know, with all these crazy people, you know, kid, throwing their kids up in the air, setting them on fire, you know, right. <laughs> riding service ponies all over the place, you know. <laughs> So ethnically ambiguous people ethnically waiting ambiguous in line. people roaming the streets like <laughs> Vito Scotty as a samurai. Right, know? right. So they said, No, we'll give you what's called an appointment audition. Nice. So, yeah, it was great. So we went up to City College in Queens and we got there that you know, that morning and there were already like a line of people, you know, yeah. juggling their relatives and stuff, you know. Right, right. And I come in and I I'm walking up and I'm like like the Queen of England. Hello, everyone. Good morning. You know, I'm know. going now for my audition. I have an appointment. Appointment. You stand in the hot sun like the peasants you are. It wasn't quite like that, but it was. But it does. There's a. But it, I know. It feels like that, though. It does right? feel like that, right? Right. I'm not. You know, I was expecting one of those golf carts to pick me up and drive it because I couldn't walk at that point. Right. Right. Anyway, well, that's how we got it. Yeah. Wow. Month later, I was out, and uh, two months later, I was out in L.A. shooting the first episode. Wow! Yeah, it was very cool. They were they. It was a it was a life changing experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for anyone to get on, is a life changing experience. But for your particular story, I mean, I think for the trans community, even just the LGBT, you know, everyone, because it shows that there's humanity, mm -hmm. and you're so accessible, you know, and non-threatening. I mean, I feel like when people watch Caitlyn Jenner, I feel like, ugh, 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 stop, ugh. stop, uh, stop. But you can't, it's like a car crash <laughs> that won't stop crashing. And keeps killing people. Right, well, literally, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she, she, you know, she takes a lot of crap, but she brings a lot of it on herself. Right, you know? I mean, there's, there, it's not like she, I don't think she's consciously trying to fight a bad fight. She's just in this belief system. She, I don't think she, I don't know. She's I mean, in a, she lives in an insulated world right? Uh, where life is bonbons and chocolate. Uh, and she doesn't get what being trans in America is like. Right, because she's trans in a bubble. Right. 
So how does she even know what it is to be a human? She does. Well, I don't know if she's probably human. I don't right. Know. right. But the, the but the, I know what you're saying. The, yeah. the, the, a human experience of, you know, the 99% of people out there. Yeah. How, how do they live? She's no, I mean, living we, in this you know, universe. That, for me, things like the, the, the suicide attempt rate in, in our community is just staggering. It's, it's, I don't know if you're familiar with that statistic, but for those of you playing at home, uh, it's a 41% attempt rate, suicide wow. attempt rate. Four, almost half the population. Right, right. And then nationally, with, you know, with everybody in the entire country, the, the suicide attempt rate, I think it's, it was point, uh, oh one or oh two something like 2,001%. Right, percent. right. right. Like ridiculous. Right. And, no, and to me, that's a tragedy. Shh, that's what she should be doing. She has this opportunity to, I think she's blown it by now, but she could have done. <laughs> she's already. Yeah, yeah, she could have done wonderful things. Right. You know, on the on the flip side of that is, uh, uh, what's her name from uh, Orange is New Black? Uh, come on, help me out here. Oh, oh, um, oh, God. Why can't you remember her name? Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox, thank you. And I apologize to Laverne Cox, who's listening. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you take somebody like Laverne Cox or Janet Mock or or any you know any number of other trans women who are doing wonderful things, right? You know, and right. just really taking that mantle of leadership and just being an example. Right. I saw Laverne Cox on the news the other day, and it was like, oh, thank God she's on, because yeah, you know she, she she's there are other people that are saying ridiculous talking heads that are saying all the fear mongering, right. and she's just like, I'm a human being. We have. Right. It, we're, just she's just saying the truth, mm-hmm. but it's coming through her as you know, as an accessible, grounded human being. <laughs> and that's really, that's all we want. No, nobody wants to be treated, you know, special. I don't want to be treated differently. I just want to be treated as a equally. human. Yeah, equal you know, human being. I don't want to be less than. But there are people that can't get a job because they're trans. They can't stay in the services. You know, if, right. If some a certain person has his way, oh, uh, I'm gonna want to go there. Right. But I mean, they're getting thrown out of you know they can't find places to live. Right. Kids are you know getting thrown out of their homes in their teens. Right. You right. know, uh, it's just it's. So I feel like I have been blessed, but I also feel like I have a responsibility. Right. Uh, to to a lead a good life, be an example. Example, right. Uh, and B to be proactive. And help whenever I can, in right. whatever way I can. Right. Well, I think it's amazing that you can go out and headline, and at some Thanks. point. Thanks. A lot of people said that. I think it's amazing you're headlining. Right. They don't say. No, but as an openly trans person, uh, yeah. you're in all these clubs that the people that are out there have never experienced. I mean, I, I, right. you know, I, I, you know, went to my sub for uh, a comic. And I went out there. And I was terrified because the room was so homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic. Yeah. And the guy before <laughs> me was like clapping, singing this song, Chick's got a dick that's bigger than mine. It was like this most horror. And the whole audience right. is clapping and singing along. I'm, I'm going up to this guy. That's his closing song. And I'm going to go up. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die up here. But I like fought. And I've, had, I've had to follow comics like not quite singing Chick's. What is it? Chick's got a dick that's bigger yeah, okay. than mine. Oh, my God. I, I've had to follow comics that did some, some stuff about trans people. Uh, and I don't think they knew I was on the show. I right. didn't think they knew that I was trans. You know, this was before all this stuff happened. And people have these poc- in their pocket these horrible jokes. That of they course, do. 
And so I would just go up after that, and you know I, I talk about it right up front, and I, and I could and I and always glanced in the back of the room where the comic was just on, and I'm and I'm t you know you talk to the audience, but I'm always like looking directly at him, <laughs> fucker, just watch what you say, you know. But I don't care. I mean, you know, let them say what they want to say. I got I had a woman in Florida. Uh, I was at a, I did this gig. Next morning I see her in the hotel. She's staying in the hotel. I'm having breakfast. She comes over and she goes, "I was at your show last night." I go. Oh. Did you have a good time? She goes, no. My husband and I walked out. I'm like, oh, did I upset you? She goes, uh, I didn't like the way you talked about Jesus. I'm like, oh, here we go. It turned out she was a reverend, and her husband was a bishop. You know? Right. And, uh, and so I said, sit down. <laughs> so we had breakfast for about an hour. We sat nice. throwing out, you know, like she said, you know, she said, you're going to go to hell. You're an abomination. I said, listen, what, I forgot her name. I said, don't be going all Leviticus on me, okay? <laughs> Let me explain something to you. You're sitting there eating a piece of bacon. I said, you know what, Leviticus? You better take a number on the on the train to hell because you're right behind me. You're going to get stoned, too, for eating this bacon. I said, it's, it's, I said, I said, aside from that, I'm an atheist, so your beliefs don't really matter to me. Right. So don't try to impose them on me. Right, you know? right. Um, and we parted, I wouldn't say friends. <laughs> we, we hugged. We, we, we Jesus no, we hugged. Didn't. We Jesus high-fived. No, we, you know what we did? We did polite society. Debbie Tuck kiss goes, you know, like, oh, mm, my God. faces over here, but, mm, you know, like, <laughs> so you were doing air kisses from five feet away <laughs> right. with, with, yeah. Yeah, because I had cooties, you know. You right, know that, right, right, right. Uh, we all have cooties. With the, with the latex dental dam. <laughs> curtain, a curtain. She went over, she took a silkwood shower. You know, she's like, <laughs> get it off me. Get it off me. Right, a silkwood shower with, with baptismal waters. Yeah, and I know we exaggerate, but you know what? You, but you go can, through but you, life, can, you can feel that yeah, judgment. Yeah, of course you can. <clears throat> and I think it makes you know us stronger. It I think it makes us sager mm. uh, in the ways of the world. Uh, I think it makes us more tolerant, you know, right? Of 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 them. Um, and but sometimes it's hard to to not want to fucking clock somebody because they hate you, right? You know, right, but you learn that you learn that tolerance. You learn how to hold back. You know, right. What's also like fighting the bigger fight. Sometimes it's like I don't. I, I when I have an audience, I don't like I the same thing. I don't come out right up uh -huh. front necessarily. Although I've had bookers going, you know, you really need to come out at the top. I'm like, really? Why don't you go to the road, <laughs> white person of privilege <laughs> right. with heterosexual <laughs> entitlement? Come on. Really? Yeah. Really? You want me to just come right out and go, hey, gay, hooray, unicorn. Okay, like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember when the first AGT episode aired, they, they put them up on YouTube the next day. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to see, you know, the comments. And boy, that was a mistake. Ooh, yeah. Well, because you're going to see. You know, I, I, but I was, see, I was so naive. I was like, oh, they're going to love, they, it went so well. I can't believe, everybody's going to and uh, it, it's not a he, it's not a she it's a he you know you know it's an it it's a this it's a that I mean they, right you know, right and I and I really lost it I and I, Kathy my manager at the time I was I was crying I said I can't believe they're doing this and she said don't she goes don't worry about it what the, look at the good comments and she was right 
Yeah. They far outweighed the bad ones. And people were sharing that. That came on, that was like viral on my own Facebook page. People kept sharing. What? Your your the, your really? appearance, yeah. I didn't Cause, know that. Because people, well, no, but the, everyone is sharing that all over the universe on so social I media. I know that. Oh. I, I, when I started Were here, you sequestered? You weren't allowed? <laughs> no, no, but when I started to hear from people in England and Australia and Brazil, and me, uh, you know, hola, me llamo es Paulo, you know, I'm like... How are they seeing this? And and I didn't realize that it went all over the world. Yeah. And parents sending me notes that they, about their kids and right. this, and I'm like, wow. Like the impact of that. I, I mean, did that's, not get that's that. That's why I'm sitting here going, oh my God, she's sitting in the portal. She's crossed the portal, and now the universe will change. Yes, it, it will. It I has. never thought about that. I never. I just never thought. That, of, I think if I had, I probably would have been. Well, if you thought it. of that before you were going to answer that, you wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. just you're just doing your thing. You know, and that's a gift too. Like you don't have to figure it out, but the like I always say, the universe is supporting you in ways you don't understand or exactly, can't yeah. see. But like, oh, but it's happening, you know. Yeah, I, I and I want it. You know, want it. I, I want. I always think of each day as maybe my last, and every moment is my last moment. I mean, and and Heather Fire from you know Charlottesville. Sure, she didn't know by the end of the day she wasn't going to be on this planet anymore. Right. And I've had friends who have been murdered and. Uh, I've come close to being killed, and uh, you know, by the grace of whoever, um, made me do something else at that moment, that second. Right. Right. And so, I, every day is precious to me. I I was without Julia for so many years, right? And now that I have her, have me, uh, you know, I, I don't ever want to take it for granted. Right. So every second of every day is precious to right. me. Well, it's, it's yeah. like it's like there's a there's like this there's been this self abandonment for the first forty seven years. Well, it was a surge, really. <laughs> it wasn't an abandonment. It was just I you know, I've always likened it to being Mr. Bean. You know the show. Oh, uh, right, the right. The opening of the show, he's on the street and his lamp comes on and like he got dropped there. And that's the way I felt. Like I just got dropped here. And as a trans woman, um, seventeen years ago or fifteen years ago. There was no information, and I it was my right. first year teaching, and I'd sit oh in the faculty room with all these women teachers, and they'd be talking about the boobies and periods and, you know, cramps and menopause and not all, not me. I mean, like, I had, a, I had a crash course in, you know, learning how to adjust. It was a big, big like, adjustment. Like ladies' moment. locker room talk. Yeah, exactly like that, you know. And you had to talk, talk the talk. Yeah, yeah. You had to watch Lifetime. I could never do that. No. I still won't go in a ladies' rock, locker room, no. Oh, right, right. No, I, I mean, it's not that I couldn't pass. I just, I just, I would still, there's still that little bit of fear fear right. in me, even after all these years. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I get it sometimes when I use the bathroom. Right. Um, it's, I, I don't, I guess it'll never go away. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's right. Well, it's also, it's been, you know, 60 years of that way. Yeah. And now, how do I change the momentum? Like, you know, it's a con it's a conscious momentum that's happened. That, not just within you, but like in our entire, you know, yeah. culture. It's well, I, you know, when I use a bathroom after a show, and all these women are streaming in there, and I come walking in, and, and I always, first thing I do is look at their eyes because I want to see how they're taking this. Right. You know? Uh, 
Do they let you go up first? Or do they make you stand in line? Oh, I have to stand in line like everybody else. You know? <laughs> I <just> like, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. There's no, when it comes to you know, full bladders, there's no privilege. There's no... There's, there's no celebrity headliner. No, there's no mean, trans, openly trans celebrity privilege. Yeah. Bladder privileges. Right. No bladder Not privileges. Not even for celebrity nah. transgender nah. comedians. Nope. <laughs> no. But they, you know, I do look to see if someone's uncomfortable. Or, mm. And I don't see that much uh, right. anymore. But I, it's it's all self-imposed, you know, that self-consciousness. You know? Right, right. Because people are also just not even thinking about anyone but themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, other than the trans mania in the South where it's like, <gasps> we got to monitor bathrooms. Well, I, I how always is, wanted how are they gonna to do, do that. I had always wanted to do a tour. Uh, you know, uh, of and just do shows in front of bathrooms. Uh, you know, just the great right. pee tour. Of, you know, right, right, right. Uh, or inside of a bath, or something like that. Just take a film crew. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. You know, I'm using your toilet. What are you gonna do? Right, right. If you saw the cover of the album, right? No, no. You haven't seen the cover of the oh, album. Oh no, we'll have to. I'll I'll <laughs> post the link for it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a picture of me kicking open the, the metal <laughs> door. Oh wait, get, hey fellas, uh, yeah, I'm back. yeah. And then on the back, there's a picture of me coming out of a ladies' room. So I covered all bases there. Uh. <laughs> that's a great thing about being old. You, you get to you know tweak everybody, and so it's just, right because that's another advantage. Like because the vehicle you're in now gives you another kind oh, of. Yeah. Right? It's like you, you, there's Italians. I don't know if uh, your people do this, but Italians do this where they get a little piece of skin under the, under, right under here. Under the arm, yeah. And, and the it's tricep. Like, and they twist it. And it's the most painful thing you've ever, ever experienced. Uh, and and that's what I feel like I'm doing sometimes. You know, it's a metaphorical. Right, right, right. Uh, well, also, like on America's Got Talent, you actually swore. On your, fr I mean, that there's a story behind that. Because like people don't do that, and you did it, but in both more than one set, you also say, you know, I said bitch in the other one. Bitch, so. right? So they, they beeped let that, that one out, though. Yeah, they well they beeped. I kind of mumbled it. Oh, okay. Uh, but the the big one, the f bomb. Right. Um, I wasn't gonna say it. I had written an, an alternate line for it, and the producer, the executive producer, <laughs> he's a British guy named Nigel uh, Carroll, in the yeah, they had us down in a, in a holding room downstairs, and and he came down just before the show was about to start, and he's and he's like, Julia, so are you going to do it? I'm like, do what? He goes, say fuck. <laughs> I was like, Nigel, I'm not. He goes, it'll be wonderful. I go, oh, honey, my career is on the line right here. You want me to go on a national television as a transgendered woman and say fuck? The entire country because they love it. <laughs> uh, I said, let me, uh, let me, I'll, I'll decide when. So I, what were you gonna say instead uh, the, of fuck? the alternate line was uh, "screw you, cupcake." Oh, uh, right, right. Uh, you know, which wasn't nearly as effective. It's kind of a broad, a ballsy yeah. broad without yeah. saying the. I effort. mean, so I wound up being fuck that. So I get on stage and it's going really well. The set, and I come to that joke. Again, it was like coming out. I'm like, oh my god, what am I? I took another executive meeting in my head, and I was like, well, are you gonna do it? I go, I don't know. What do you think? You know, and the board of directors just said, go for it. Wow. So I took a deep breath and I just let it let it fly. So they exploded. They I, lost I, they it. They exploded. But I looked over at the I, judges. I saw Howie and 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 actually, yeah, because I 
I work like a lawn sprinkler when I'm working the room. So I'm right, doing right. this. So I saw Howie on this end and Simon on this end. And I just saw Simon go like that. And I went, uh-oh. And then I saw this big grin come across his face. And I said, that's all I wanted to do is make him laugh. Right, right. And right. he did. And, uh, and, th and then the audience like went berserk. I right. Like, I should have said it twice. <laughs> Maybe I would have made the semifinals. <laughs> Yeah, but you already made it. Getting yeah. there, you know what I mean? I, like, that thing is like... Oh, God, yeah. I get people come up to me all the time. They go, you should have won. I go, I did win. Yeah. I, I won on so many levels. You yeah. won something bigger than the than that contest. Yeah. yeah. They don't. It's hard for them to understand. Well, because yeah. in the paradigm of winning, mm -hmm. it means unless everyone else is dead and you're the only one standing there, and you've every everyone else must suffer for you to thrive. Right. Like no, you no. you 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 were there. You had these moments, mm -hmm. and as I said, the portal. You passed through the portal already. It's yeah. done. I'm blessed. Yeah. I mean. It, you know, uh, I mean, Sal uh, Valentinetti, who you know, was the singer, made it to the finals. I mean, he's theoretically, I mean, he's he's doing a little better than me in terms of the places he's you know selling out. Or, or Grace Vanderwald, who won the show, she's doing really well, uh, but she also signed with you know the, the the production company. I got out of there because I was only a quarter finalist. I didn't. I wasn't signed to anybody. Hmm. So I could make all my decisions yourself. Yeah, without um, you know the burden of having to be a Disney kind of act. Right. Right. You know? uh, so, so in a way, you get, you get more freedom with yeah. the vehicle of that visibility. That's I mean. a trade-off. I mean, if you go to the finals, you know, you kind of or your career's kind of directed the way they want it directed. Right. Um, or I mean, if you win the thing, you know. Right. Uh, for me, and I, I'm I'm too rebellious. Right. I mean, imagine you'd be like jumping ship every. You'd be sneaking out, having a pack of emotional cigarettes <laughs> yeah. all the time. I mean, I could. They didn't you know, think I could smoke. You know, I'd have to go out. You know, I was. <laughs> They'd have you doing commercials for like you know soap, soap. Or, or pasta, so right, or right, 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 tomato you'd, sauce. Right. Or you'd, be, you'd come out with an apron. And yeah, exactly. Oh, I'd be Mrs. Doubtfire, and I right, did right. not want that. Right. There's already a Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, Robin Williams did a phenomenal job, and Mrs. Doubtfire was a man. Right. You know, but I, there's, there's always that uh, inevitable comparison. You know, I get that a lot, and huh. I'm like, yeah, I never really? heard that before. Huh. Well, you know, it's. I mean, I guess because I'm also I'm watching I'm watching from the portal. I'm watching right. at the other side of the portal. Going, oh my God, this is happening! This is amazing! And may people see only one dimension. Yeah, but you're well, you're more of a well-rounded individual. I mean, you know the. The average person in, in right. Minnesota see cartoon. They just look yeah. cartoons. Yeah, oh, yeah. and and I know they don't mean it in a vicious way because right. I, you know, as a personality, Mrs. Doubtfire was very lovable. Right. And I think that's what they mean by. I hope that's what they mean by that. Right. Um, but I'm I'm way more acerbic than that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Mrs. Doubtfire would never knife somebody. No, <laughs> no, she would. I would never knife someone. No, but you emotionally do. You, you, yeah, you yeah. go right in there. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm a no bullshit person. I mean, you, what you see now, on stage, off stage, is the same person. I, you know, I'm, I'm the Scaramucci of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Scaramucci was the Scaramucci of comedy. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't change 
you know, because I'm on stage. And right. So when how much, like the the with each pass that you had on America's Got Talent, did you choose? Did they tell you do this bit, do this, or did you get the sculpt? No, I had five. I had uh, Kathy and I sat down with my act. We broke it down into uh, five sets. Yeah. Because we we just. Uh, we didn't want to be caught short. Right, because what do you do? Like, you're going to the if finals. you made it to the finals, right. you don't have other so, material ready. Right, exactly. So I have this clothes that I do in my act uh, that I was going to do on the finals had I gotten to the finals. And, you know, there were people that argued with me that I shouldn't, you know, I should do my best stuff up front. I go... Yeah, but then you get to the finals and right. you do your weaker... There's two schools of thought on it. Right, exactly. If you do the best stuff up front, then you can't follow it up with, you know... So I, I basically took... I wrote my act. My act is a progression in it. If you graphed it out, it would... It, it You know, it's just like a story. It peaks, you know, and then it levels off, and then it peaks again, and then there's a conclusion to it. And right. So it, it it's... I felt like the same thing that had gotten me there was the, the philosophy I was kind of see through here so i purposely tucked a weaker set into the third show right it was not that it was a bad set it was just wasn't as strong as the other right i guess it's hard to know like what am i gonna use for the well next yeah set? and it gets harder because you know then if you if you did the stronger one in the third and then you're like oh but now i'm gonna put this other one right oh, no now i'm gonna be yeah you know, but right. i felt like the fact that i had gotten once i had gotten to the third show uh, not that I didn't care anymore, but I felt like I could take a chance. I needed to do really strong stuff in the first two shows. Right. Because I needed to get to the live shows. That right. was my only goal at that point. Right. And I got to the live show and I did the set and I showed it right. If maybe on goodwill, I can. It was a bit. It was a miscalculation, not a. Uh, I said, if I, if I don't have a, a kick ass show, I've seen acts go to the next level. Even with that, and and it, it didn't happen. Right, right. And I was okay with that. Yeah. It's funny because they had. A, I tell the story. They, there were a couple of us got bounced that night, and they we came off stage and it's live. It's but they have a psychologist off stage. Right. And and <laughs> you know some of these people were crying coming off the stage, and I was like, I was elated. And she's and this woman comes up. She goes, Are you okay? I'm Doctor So and So. I go, You gotta be kidding me. I said I'm a comedian. I said, I said, I've been, I've had stuff thrown at me on stage. Do you think this bothers me? I said, go talk to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm fine. See right, it. right. The other people that don't, because as yeah. a comic, all you do is deal with rejection exactly. and violence all day long. I, exactly. I, so this was like, this is great. There's millions of people watching me, I, and this is said, amazing. For, thir for three weeks, I've had 13 million people a week. I have 8,000 Twitter followers. Are you freaking kidding me? Right, right, I, right. I, I, Said, and they're no. real. They're not. They're not they're robots. Exactly. They're actual people. That's why I said. So. I said, "Go talk to them. They're, they need it more than I do." And I was just, I was fine. I got in the plane, went home, and they got to meet Ed Asner in the airport. That was my <laughs> the best part of the whole trip. But that wasn't the stage. I just was no. Just, but it was I, just I, I, there. I gotta, do we have time for this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if if you don't know what Asner is, Lou Grant from Mary Tyler Moore Show, right? So, Mr. Grant. Exactly. So I can't walk because so I, I, I had my hips we were all screwed up at that point. So they, I had to get a, a wheelchair to take me to the uh, terminal. And they took me in a handicap. So I'm sitting there just waiting to get on the plane. Who comes wheeled up next to me? Ed Asner. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. 
It's Ed Asner. And you know him right away. He's a little old man now, but I mean, you still can't. And it's, I guess it was his daughter or something was with him. And, and I just looked at him and like, I gave him my, I know you're Ed Asner, but I'm too cool to like go. It's Ed Asner. So I'm in show business. So, so I just nodded. And he nodded back. Very friendly. right? So we get on the plane. He goes to first class. I don't. Right? So I'm in my tiny little coach seat. And there's this guy sitting next to me, and he's watching on the screen um, uh, a retrospective of Mary Tyler Moore. And who's on the screen? And Asner, right? So I'm like, dude, you don't have to watch. He's got a first class. He's right up there, right? And the funny part about it was... Um, How weird that he's watching a retrospective. It's in a weird... Now, it gets weirder than that. Um, I got to backtrack, because we, we shot uh, one of the AGT episodes, the tape ones, at an old... Uh, um, it was a CBS lot. It was a studio. And it's the same studio where Mary Tyler Moore was shot. And all the streets are like Mary Tyler Moore Boulevard, Rhoda Avenue, Ed Asner Way. I mean, so, so I'm Wow. So you're kind of in this, you're in the juice of that energy. So we get back to Newark. And, I, and I'm dying for a cigarette because it's like a six hour flight. I come get my luggage. I'm standing outside the terminal. Who comes wheeling up? Ed Asner. And he's smoking. <laughs> I go, oh my God. This couldn't get any better, right? So he looks at me and he goes, oh, he made it. I go, yeah, we did make it. He goes, Ed Asner. I go, really? You're gonna, you feel like you have to introduce me? I said, Julia Scotty, I said, you, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours. And then you uttered the most memorable line maybe in television history or one of them. He goes, what's that? I go, you got spunk. And he goes, I hate spunk. Just like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so we're talking now because we're both in show business. Now I really feel like I'm officially... Oh, you officially because you're in a wheelchair Sorry. smoking next to right. Ed Asner. So I go, what, what are you doing in New York, Ed Asner? And he goes, well, I'm going to Lincoln's, Lincoln Center to do some kind of reading. I'm like, of course you are. I'm going to be at an Elks Club tomorrow night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, because you need a ride into the city. Now I got my luggage, my car's parked across the highway. I, but you want fucking, And I'm like... Just take the ride. Exactly. Take the So you left your car. At the no, car. I didn't. I was like... I said, oh, my God. I, I, I'm in the horns of a dilemma at Asner. I said, I, I would love nothing better than to sit in the car with you for an hour. Yeah. And talk show business. I said, but my car is over there. And, and if I go into New York with you, I'm just going to have to come back. <laughs> And, and you're not going to be there to drive me. <laughs> and he went, well, and he was so sweet. He really was so, so nice. Best part of the trip. Oh Best my part God. of the AGT experience was meeting at <laughs> the, the unofficial AGT. God, but it's funny, the, just like yeah, the, the whole edit, circle. I mean, the we were on the circle. lot where they shot it. Right. And, and, right. and, and, and yeah, then, yeah. All that week he had been, you know, his. I thought, you were gonna, I thought the kicker was going to be, and then he gave me a pony. <laughs> No, but I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll put that into my little ass. Well, you know what? The story, that would be great. He's like, but you know what? I got a pony with it's spunk. A great story, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's I great. Do, there's the high, I don't remember anything from AGT. That story, I will remember till the day I die. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because I, I was such a fan of the show. Oh. Well, Julia Scotty, how, how can people find you? They can't. <laughs> I don't want to hear from anyone. No. The number one thing, after I pass through the portal, I want to pass to another dimension exactly. and no one unless follow you me. Have, unless you have a pony for me. <laughs> yeah, a pony. Um, 
they can go to my website, www.juliascotti.com, S-C-O-T-T-I, and they can order my new CD, Hello Boys, I'm Back. I'm Back. Uproar Comedy. You can order it now. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air. Soon. Like, another, like Soon. within the week. Oh, okay. Well, it, 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 uh, it's available as of September the 8th, 2017. Oh, okay. But you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Or okay, you can reserve it and then it'll download yeah. or... Yeah, reserve deliver. it now in case we run out. <laughs> run out of downloads? There's a limited number of... Well, it's, it's downloaded. You can buy the physical one. You can buy the physical too. and you and download. download. It'll be on Spotify. Okay. It'll be on uh, laughly.com, it's called. Okay. Uh, where else was it? Somebody else told me it's going to be on something else. And we're being played on Sirius. Uh, yeah, now, so. yeah. So, life is pretty damn good. That's amazing. And, you know, it's interesting because we kind of came full circle. And then you were you were traveling, you were touring with Kevin Meany. Uh, yeah. And then that whole, like, whole thing. And, then, uh, and then everyone at the funeral for Kevin just... Yeah. I was... Uh, we have time for that? Yeah, yeah. Because you, I, mean, I thought, no, here, for me, just to, and you can elaborate, but Julius Gotti and Kevin Meany, Kevin Meany, who came out right. as a gay late man in late, late in life, life was already married with a, with a wife and a daughter. He came out. And like, to me, I saw him as a kid. I was watching him on TV hoping, you know, I was just a little teenager going, oh my God, I hope he's, he could be my friend. I mean, right. every time yeah. I saw well, a guy on that TV, kind of a that kind of a guy, you're like, I want, and then I'm, you know, met him after he came out in the comedy scene like oh my god you're a legend and his own revolution of coming out is you know another one of those guys through the portal and then the two of you on a show together i was like oh god i want to go and I, you know it never got to it was a, we we had put together we had worked in delaware we hadn't seen each other many many years and he actually didn't even remember me i remembered him and uh but we hit it off so well down there and and we talked. Well, did he know you as Rick Scotty or as I had only worked with him once as Rick Scotty, and it was oh, okay. in the early early eighties. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was I had and I opened for him. That's oh, wow. Place wow. Called, it was at a place called Jimmy's Comedy Alley. Oh my and god. And I think he had just I think he had just stopped doing Uncle Buck the TV the series. Right? Wow. Okay. And um, and so he didn't remember me. But he pretended he did. That's how nice he was. Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, I remember you. I go, well, he was known as Rick Scotty back then. He goes, no, I don't remember you. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine Kevin going, nah, I don't remember you. Yeah, well, it was Kevin, right? So, But we hit it off so, and our stories were uh, not dissimilar. So we we talked, and I said, you know, we had had to do this tour together. Yeah. It would be, the energies match. Everything's cool. And he and so we I came up with this name uh, Big Pants and Hot Flashes because he always talked right, about right right yeah, Big yeah. Pants and I was Hot Flashes you know so and we did it in a bunch of theaters yeah and it just destroyed everywhere we went we just just blew it apart and we were talking just before he passed about uh, he wanted to put in the you know the song from Hairspray uh, Timeless right, right we were gonna do the whole number as a as a finale we do question and answer and then uh and he was going to teach me the dance steps and yeah and uh, and we were talking about after agt i said you know this is going to really open up a lot of possibilities for big dance right and i was at the stress factory um in october last year and got in my car Uh. and i looked at my phone and it was just uh, just message after message. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm right, right. Right. And 
I called my manager, who was also Kevin's, and I said, yeah. it was midnight. I go, please tell me this isn't true. And he said, it's, he's gone. He just uh. Uh, just died in his sleep, basically. Right. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, I miss him every day. Yeah. I know you do, too. Yeah. We, 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 you know, I think anybody that ever came in contact with Kevin loved him. Yeah, he was yeah. always just. I mean, I I also knew him at the gym. He was he was the one that was on you know swimming for three hours, yeah, and yeah. running for two. I mean, he lost so much weight. I was like, this bitch. He did. I the, can't fucking. I can't. I have no excuses. He, he's like the. Yeah, but he had he he yo-yoed a lot. Right, right. Life, but still, but. it's like okay. I I could I can't complain. I got to get in here and just do the work. He's here all day. <laughs> well, uh, Sandy Ehlers, you know Sandy, right? The comedian. Uh huh. And I we were talking. We want to do this thing in October on the anniversary, of the first anniversary. Uh, we want to get as many of his old comedian friends, new comedian friends, fans. We want to sort of meet down in the village at uh, this park near uh, Stonewall. Uh. And we just want to videotape us all, you know, singing I don't care or something <laughs> else you know, as a group or we are right. the world we want to oh, right. we'll do it. deal with clothes with that right, we right. want to do something right. as a tribute to him uh, right. and, I, and I've sort of been lax about uh, getting it off the ground but I yeah. know I know I mean I have I've, I've interviewed all these people and I have it sitting here going and just a part of me like I just dropped out I know yeah like I put everyone on the thing and I'm like oh, I gotta I gotta call Tom and yeah, interview yeah. him and then close it just well like you know with the album with the, I keep saying album because it's I'm, I'm old <laughs> with the recording coming out um, it's just taken up you know every time you want to do something for Kevin somebody comes up and says well we've Get to this interview, you know. Get to this. Get to okay, okay. And I get it. And I understand. And right, right, right. Uh, and I'm thrilled. And but I really would like to get this thing together for him. Right. You know? Well, we've got a month and a, a month and a half. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I think we can. St you know, we can still pull it together. Hopefully. Yeah. So. How do we turn out of that? <laughs> you I don't know, man. We just uh, well, yeah. It's. I miss him. Yeah. Let's leave it. Yeah. He was a wonderful soul. But, you know, it's like the 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 beauty of Kevin was just like he would laugh at everything, you know. And yeah. The most ridiculous things, he would just laugh. Yeah, he he, he would. I, he was so silly. He was like this big, grown-up, goofy kid. Right. But I would sit on, I would sit in the wings when we did the theater, and, and when he got to the coffee song, uh, <laughs> which I don't even know if it's on if it's on YouTube or not. I don't think it is. I looked for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would just sit there and laugh every single time. Right, I right. saw because he even built in mistakes. Right, 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 right. 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 If you don't know, we should explain what he. Right, did. right. There's a Frank Sinatra uh, <coughs> uh, coffee. Awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Right, Brazil. And, right. And he does this duet with Frank Sinatra where he, you know. <laughs> But he, there's one point at where he's he comes back too soon. Right, 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 right. And Frank Sinatra is still singing. He goes, "I'm oh, sorry, Frank." You know, it's, <laughs> it's just brilliant. You know, right, right, it's right. It's that little touch that made that made it so funny. Right, right, right. Along with everything else, but I mean, he was a hardworking man. Yeah, he that was like full. He was like CrossFit for comedy. He really was. Just, I mean, you know, he'd, he'd be drenched at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, and 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 I think that's why we we hit it off so well because I, I in the same way I never, never give less than you know my all to a show. I, right. It doesn't matter, and I'd come off you know I'd come off drenched. So we, we we both were, we both had that kind of intensity on stage, and I think that's why it worked. And then, you know, the question and answer period inevitably somebody would say that we made a great couple. We should be <laughs> together. <laughs> 
and the people didn't get. They we could, just look at each other. And go, they, that ain't gonna did, happen. You did know? they? But did, did they miss the show? <laughs> I think they think. Well, I think with trans people, you know, they never know for sure if you still have your junk or not. You know, so I guess in theory, I could have hooked up with Kevin. I mean, it's, right, 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 it, right, right. It, but it's you know, there were they're too polite to ask, and you know, right. And that's pe- what everybody wants. And to people know. just want they just like, oh, we love both of you. Well, can we put the two of you together? Yeah, can we somehow make one one person out of you. And we used to laugh about it. And just, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was a love affair. Well, we, you know, between him and I and, and the audience, and this, right. We just loved working together. We just loved each other. I think. Right. And, uh, right. and the audience just feels that it's not yeah. even. It's not even. It goes beyond gender. It's just. Oh my God, these guys are alive. You know, the spirit and the energy yeah. is just. Just. You know what it was? There was never any competition. There was never a right. sense of right. trying to best. You know, be, you know, outdo the other. It just wasn't there. Right. We both loved to watch the other work. Right. And we both loved he was, each other. He was so supportive yeah. of, of comic guy would do shows. And he was just like, oh, it's amazing. I'd be yeah. like, oh, my God, Kevin really loved me. I you think, know, like, how is that possible? Yeah, I think Kevin just loved the excellence more than the, you know. The, it's like the sport. We want to watch someone hit the ball yeah. out of the park. He was a pure entertainer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, well. Ah, well. Well, you're here continuing the legacy of entertainment. I am, I am, I am not. I am not gone. No, and you pass through the portal. You're doing it. What is this portal you keep speaking? I just, of? You, but the moment, the moment. I mean, you're, I, you just for me, I'm, I'm so nerded out. What is the portal? Well, this, this something happened. Something shifted in the in the world when the you space, got on stage. Space time continuum. Yeah, because now the world has seen a trans person well, perform. Come it's, on, it's, it's a huge. Chaos theory. It's chaos theory. Yeah, but it it happened. And and you did, did and you were amazing. Like, one thing, if someone came out, passed through the portal, and they just dribbled and fell on their ass, right, it'd be like tripped over the portal. You know, on the it's way like in. it's like the gates are closing, and they get their ankle <laughs> caught, and then they die, exactly. and then civilization civilization ends. Not and only instead, they die, but their foot gets chopped right, off. Too. Right, their foot gets chopped off, and they die, and they didn't bring the message to the right. people. <laughs> you know, and like and like the the like they needed the Grail. They put the Grail in, and the civilization yeah. will flourish. But you you, I mean, to me, this is just you know, you're you're humble. And you're very lovable, and all. But like, there's something radical happened when you did that. Well, thank you. I, I don't. I mean, you know, I, I'm glad you you believe that. And I and I and I don't. Again, I I. One of the things about the the, the universe being sort of spiritual that way is I don't have no expe- I have no expectations anymore, mm, mm. and it's made my life much more peaceful. Right. Uh, and and other people have you know, I don't know if they do or not, but I I appreciate what you're saying, and I get what you're saying. I just. I just don't feel that. Right. I mean, you're hanging out. There's something bigger happening that's like, you're just part of it. Yeah. And your your talent shines, but she's like, yeah, I'm just shining. And I'm like, oh, look, look what happened. Like, <laughs> like, she's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I need another donut. I don't want a pony. No ponies. Yeah, no ponies. Just a donut. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm just having, I'm trying to stay always in the moment. Everything yeah. is. Well, that's brilliant. In this moment, you know. And uh, you, you you enjoy life a lot more when that happens. Right. You know? Right. And so no expectations. Stay in the moment. Life will be good. You know, that's the way I feel. Well, thank you so much oh, for joining my pleasure, me today. Man. JuliaScotty.com. I'll have all the links and the Twitter and everything on this feed. This is not a plug, by the way. I'm oh, no. We, well, well, anyways, if people are listening to the podcast, they can't see what you're holding up. Oh, it's, I thought it's, you said it was going to Well, gonna... some of this clip Wait, will also be you mean this isn't on television? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Who the I, hell do you think <laughs> you are? Ethnically and network ambiguous. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, these ethnically ambiguous people. I, I'm building a wall. 
There is a wall now between oh, well, us. Well, at least a white person's building the wall. <laughs> I'm not white. See, that's not even know oh, what I am anymore. Oh, what are you? Well, you're part Mediterranean, part Greco Italian. Asian. 20% oh, right. Asian. Right. And 2% oh. Jewish. Two, yeah, that. <laughs> to close the deal. To close the deal. Yes, that's why I don't know what I am. I'm, right. I'm, uh, I don't know what I am. But you're amazing. That's Thank what you I so know. Much. And you're so amazing. are you. I appreciate that. So, and for more information, you can go to WTYPod.com. That's WTYPOD.com. Uh, thanks again, Julia Scotty, for joining me here on We There Yet podcast. I'm Rich Kamko. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud and give us a review and share with your friends. Thank you so much Thank for joining me. Thank you. And get me a pony. <laughs> WTY. It's a comedy journey. 